again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words and maybe Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters. It is Thursday night, uh, and joining me, Steve Wraith, is John Gibson and Malcolm McDonald, Supermark. Good evening, lads. Good evening, Hi, Steve. Hiya, John. Uh, Hi, we were speaking mate. off air, John, and you said that I'm a jinx. Well, you are a jinx, because uh, now I know why we're the bad half of the first half of the season. I kept thinking there was Steve Bruce, and it was because you were at every game. You go, <laughs> you go away on holiday, and we just rack up the wins. You come back for Liverpool, followed by Manchester City. So you're going to put the finger on her again. I've decided now that it's got nothing to do with Steve Bruce and Eddie. It's all to do with you. Mike, it, it, it's, it's not going to be anything um, about the form they're showing in, yeah. in Europe this week. Have you, have you, have, did you see the games, John? Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And Man City. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so really sensational, weren't they? It's filled me full of hope, yes, absolutely. <laughs> never say never, it's 11 against 11, lads, and there's the black and white army. Yes, uh, mine, mine, it's 12 I'm, against 11. Yes, but I, but I must make the point, and I'm absolutely staggered on this, is that the form of 2022 in the Premier Division is that has Newcastle second only uh, points-wise yeah. to Liverpool. It's 30, 38 to 32. It, it's the battle of the two greatest sides in the Premier League on Saturday, mate. You don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, yeah. it is on the calendar year, and that shows how sensational it is, isn't it? I mean, at the beginning, what, we lost 14 on the trot? Nobody's stayed up with that. Nobody has stayed up with that. And no. here we are going to this game. I've got a nosebleed by ninth top. I can't stand the verified air. You know, I'm used with <laughs> about in the dregs at the bottom. This is quite unusual for me, but uh, it's is, lovely. Is I that why it. you've got a hat on, John? To stop I, the I mean, I'm just trying to keep everything inside, you know. I'm bursting <laughs> out all over. <laughs> with Fantastic. joy. My, yeah, I mean, thank you. It's been, the, it's been a great morning, run, John. Great run. The run-in's tough. The run-in's tough if we're being serious because we've got Liverpool followed by Man City, and I think they are the two best club sides in the world. Not just in Europe, I think they're the two best club sides right now in the world. And we'll follow that with Arsenal, who are desperate to get in the last Champions League spot, and Burnley on the last day, who may well have their whole future resting on that hour and a half. So it's a tough old end of the season. Yeah, because... but, uh, the comfortable thing is that we are safe. And by the way, we will keep going right to the end over those four games because that's been instilled in the team. And there's so many of the team, virtually all apart from Bruno and maybe Sam Maxman, they're actually playing for their futures. They say Newcastle United have got nothing to play for. Well, I tell you what, all the individuals yeah. have got plenty to play for. Haven't they? So, so they're going to keep going. So it's yeah, unless they want to sell their houses and, and move on. Right. So, you know, I mean, I think, I think if Steve goes back on holiday, we're going to be all right. 
Yeah. Should we should we sponsor him to go, John? Good time, Malcolm. We'll raise a couple of quid and get him back on. Yeah, well, and certainly guaranteed because I've ended the Great North Run this year, lads, and I'll probably miss at least three games trying to complete that. So at least you know at the start of the season we'll probably have a decent yeah, run. And, but you'll miss oh, ten recovering we've from it. For the real chance, I mean. <laughs> We could be in the European slot by October, lads, by the time we're finished. I would try to sponsor you to go down to Sunderland on next season, but I don't think you'd fall for that one. <laughs> Great stuff, as always. We'd like to get you guys involved. Anything you want to bring up, please uh, do. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's been a great run. We, we spoke about it earlier this week with the other guys and girls on the show. And, um yeah, I mean, it's just been—it's—it's it's just amazing to see the turnaround, isn't it, John? In in in, oh. in some of the players. I mean, we were—we've t- talked on this show about the likes of Almiron and Kraft and Longstaff. You know, all being surplus to requirements, and we can't see them staying at St James's Park. It might still be the case, but what they've certainly done is they have. You know they've they've stood up and have been counted when when we've been resting players, when players have been out injured. They've, they've come into the team and they've taken that chance. And I watched, I, I played catch up with match of the day when I got back. I had three episodes to watch when I got back and I watched them all back to back. And uh, I watched Mika Richards, um, you know, not my favourite pundit, I've got to be honest, but he was on there talking about Man City's takeover. Of course, he was at Man City at the time. Mm-hmm. And he said, it made us look over our shoulders. It made us play better. It made us... You know, we were we were reading the newspapers about who we were being linked with and who potentially might be coming in in the summer. And you know, we saw Rabinho come in, and we were thinking, "Wow, if he's going to come in, who's going to come in in my position?" And he, it does change players' mindsets, whether they like it or not. And it's that it's plain to see that some of our players have reacted and reacted positively. There's there's absolutely no question about that. And well done to each one of those individuals because I. I held no hope out for Shaw. I thought he, he played well over 80 of the 90 minutes, but he had a walking mistake in him, which often cost a goal. Uh, Kraft could have been shipped out at any time. Um, Joe Linton, when he was playing up front, uh, Fraser's attitude to the game, uh, Almiron, etc., etc. Longstaff, they've all come and had a point to prove. But I think we've also got to pay tribute to Eddie because these same players couldn't hit anywhere near that form under Bruce. Mm. Now, was that to do with tactics? Was it to do with training? Or was it just to do with a mindset? We can all just show this. Whatever it was, the, the change in... You know, I'm not staggered by the how well the players that we've signed have done. I would have expected Trippier to do well. I knew Bernie mm. was a terrific defender. Uh, Target was, was and Bruno, you just had to look at his pedigree. So I wasn't surprised by the signs. I am staggered by the ones that were here because these are the guys that couldn't win in the first 14 games of the season and now are second top of the form table for 2022. The same players. What a change there's been. It's been absolutely phenomenal. It's, uh, And, I mean, we went down to Norwich. We made four changes because I did think, and I was sitting with Mal, and I did think that we looked very leggy in the midweek home game before we played Norwich, Malcolm. Where mm. In the end, we were just getting the ball out the penalty. Yeah, Crystal Palace. We were leggy. And so... 
changes were necessary, changes were made, but you almost couldn't see the joins, you know, the guys that come yeah. in did the job that the original guys were doing. Were played to the same pattern, were played to the same tactics, and they just slotted in and, and, and got the job done. And the men, the guys that come in, it's been a phenomenal turnaround. And regardless of what the results are against Liverpool and Man City, and I'm not writing them off automatically because of the way we're playing, you're always in with a chance in the two horseways, but it's hugely tough. Regardless of that, and regardless even of the results against Arsenal and Burnley, this has been a fabulous second half to the season. For us to be four games from the end of the season and be ninth top is ludicrous after what we went through at the beginning of the season. Um it really is. I mean, I, we we won at Norwich, and when we drew up here with Norwich one-one, and we only had ten men, we were bottom in the, in the end of November. We were bottom, and they were three points ahead of us. We are now something like twenty-two points ahead of them. The turnaround has been absolutely incredible, and it is job done. But that doesn't mean stacking of hands, and and I don't think for one second. We'll do no, and I, can't, I, I don't think the players can can look at it as a job done. They're still playing for their careers. Correct. I mean, we're staying up. We're staying a up. Absolutely. But, but, yes, they're playing for their immediate futures without a shadow of doubt. Yes. And, uh, but if if I were to ask you, because the improvements that, that generally throughout the team, individually, um, so many players, uh, they have improved no end who's improved the most who out of all of them has really impressed you guys great question great great question i mean my first reaction would be joe linton because as uh -huh. a number nine is a number nine we couldn't have got 10 million from them mind we're 40 million back when and and let us bear in mind the bottom is a number nine even though he wasn't one Germany. And they're given the number nine shirt. I mean, you talk about putting a, a, a brick around somebody's, tying around somebody's neck. Um, and for him to become a cult hero as a midfielder, and I know mm. he was playing wide left at Norwich when he scored his two goals, but he, he'll drop back into that midfield role. To change his position and get himself from being ridiculed to an absolute cult hero with all the fans and him running the length of the field as he did again at Norwich when he scored to celebrate with the fans and at the end of the game. Um, yes, there's been improvements in Kraft. Yes, there's been improvements in Fraser, etc., etc., and in Shelby. But I think the biggest improvement has been Joe Linton because he yeah. was a great man walking and mm -hmm. he's now looking a good, good midfielder in a position that nobody thought of playing him in. Yeah, Quite. I saw some, John, I saw some stats on Joe Linton and since he's been playing in midfield, he's got more tackles in midfield than any other player and oh. won them yes. and won the vast majority. Absolutely. Up. It mm. looks as strong as an ox, yeah. whereas at centre-forward, he looked physically weak in the penalty. Yes, he yes, imposing, he did. But he was weak, Malcolm, mm. you know, in the penalty area. Yeah, he was now allowing he little fellas to push him all over the place. Right. Now he's as strong as an ox and holding yeah. people off. And, uh, and for me, he's he's the great okay. improvement. Well, 
and, and I, I'm, I'm certainly not going to disagree, John, in any shape or form. For me, though, probably the most, the most improved um, is uh, uh, Kraft. He I has gone absolute yeah. leaps and bounds, and I, he just looks a completely different person and player to me. Totally mm. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he has looked because he was third in the pecking order behind yes. Trippier and Manquillo, and right. he's now yeah. holding down the position terrifically well. Right, but what's going on in his head right now when he thinks, well, next season Trippier is going to be fit? You know, yeah, he's but... never going to be able to compete against the absolute quality of Trippier. No. And I'm sure that he realizes that. So, so what what a summer he's got. It's gonna be interesting, interesting, lads. There's that many players. I mean, listening to Matthew Raisbeck's interview with Sean Longstaff on Radio Newcastle the other night, um, tends to suggest that Longstaff feels like he's got a future at the club. Eddie Howe's certainly given him an impression of, of that. He's come out and spoken about Longstaff, you know, having a future here and hoping to nail them down for a new contract. Um, Longstaff pointing to the, the last couple of years, without naming Bruce, as um, a period of discontent and where his progression was was you know prevented from you know, mm-hmm. you know well his, his all round game was prevented from improving because of what was going on at the club. So you know it, there's so many players. I mean Almiron was a dead man walking. He's come in and replaced Fraser, another person who's improved dramatically and who now you know people are saying well. The South, the South American connection seems to gel, and we know how well Almiron did when he when he eventually linked up with Rondon and um, uh, Perez. Mm. I mean, he he plays well in a certain in a certain way. I mean, there's so many players you can't keep them all though. That's the problem. There are going to be no, players who no, you go. can't. But it, it's got to be said, guys, as well, isn't it? That every successful team has a great squad. It's much more than eleven players. You need two players for every position. Because Trippier mm-hmm. is absolutely supremely quality. All of a sudden, though, he does his metatarsal and he's out for six weeks, eight, eight weeks. Now, that's when you need craft. To stay. You can't just say, oh, we haven't got a right back because yeah. I, I think the fella, if I, I think craft, and I am not inside his mind, but I think he could be quite happy to be here and say, I can cover, I'm a right back. I can't play right side of centre-half if there's an emergency. I can play left-back if there's an emergency. I think Manquillo is the one that's got to look at himself and say, yes. I'm 30, yeah. Like, and I'm, yet he, I'm, yeah. I'm and, and he, not so long back, was leaps and bounds ahead of Kraft. Oh, absolutely. And that's the improvement of Kraft. It's not Manquillo getting worse yeah. at all. The interesting thing, and I think we said this a couple of weeks back, the interesting thing is that there will be players that are staying here that are apps that are regular starters now, but will be bench players next season yeah. because of the mm. signings that'll come in the summer. And yes. then there's other people further down the pecking order that have got to go. Goalkeepers will go. There'll be there'll be a movement mm. with the goalkeepers because you're not going to keep Dubrovka, Darlow, Woodman, and Gillespie. They're not all going to stay. Yeah. There's going to be goalkeepers going. Manquillo could well go. Dummett might cover whoever the left-back is, whether it's Target or a new one. Um, and, of course, he uh, can always play in the middle as well. 
Yet, Lascelles won't. Lascelles, captain this season, could be a bench player next season because I think they'll sign the centre half and, and yes. they'll keep Shaw and they'll keep Burns. So he could, Lascelles could be a but bench player in the main. Personally, I would let Lascelles go. I would look oh, for sure. transfer sure. list him yeah. and, and get him moved on. Um, but I, I keep hearing about uh, his, his captaincy. Um, uh, qualities that uh, how important he is in the dressing room, um, and somehow I, I just don't see it because what what he does on the pitch he, he needs people covering him and what have you, and he's pulling people out of position to cover his weaknesses, um, and that's not the actions of a captain. Um, so, yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of captains in that side uh, that haven't got the armband, you know, like no, no, like, I, personally, I would next season, an example. Trippier is an example. Yeah, I would give it to Trippier. Yeah, because absolutely, I, I, absolutely. Because what I what I noticed about him in all the games that he was playing, that he would firmly instruct a player, the ball would come, things would happen. But then the, when the ball went out of play, he would immediately turn to the player that he had given the instruction to and explain why he had done it. And I thought, right, that's a leader of men at work, that, he's, that he does the, 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 hard, uh, the hard order, um, but then he goes and explains and so that the fella can understand what's going on. And uh, I, I, I can't imagine Lascelles ever, uh, ever giving out an instruction and then explaining it afterwards. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, lots of comments coming in. Let's uh, let's just take this one from Tim. Um, he said, "Thoughts, lads. I'd like to hear the views from the lads regarding Bruno. I feel he's a highly influential player and pure class. And Tim also saw you when you were out today, Malcolm. He says uh, it was lovely bumping into you." Um, but yeah, what's your thoughts on Bruno, Malcolm? We'll come to you first. Um, I think he is. I think he's absolutely electric in the way that he goes about his game and comes late into the box, always looking to score. <clears throat> and in in all honesty, I see him as an absolute class act, hugely hardworking, but lots of skill, pace, um, and. What I would hope to see next season is not Bruno as a standout great player in the side. I want him to be the average player. That's the quality that we've got to bring in so that we're bringing in all Bruno quality around the field. And... Uh, and... Um, and... and for me, if we've got to set standards very, very high, you know, and we've we've lowered them and lowered them and lowered them over the last fifteen years, for heaven's sake. <coughs> Excuse me, um, but I think that now that we're starting to see the real quality of the game coming in in the form of Trippier and and Bruno and what have you, we, these we we want to see that quality all over the pitch, all over. So Bruno is just one of the lads. He's not a standout uh, um, star. 
for, for example, um, coming to the end of his contract is Lewandowski and uh, at Bayern Munich. He's at the end of his contract. I would be making contact with him now if I were Newcastle United, making contact with, with his agent or whoever uh, um, and, and saying, right, how much for him to come to Newcastle, lead the line for us, give us two years of what he's given for Bayern Munich and, and, and get him in. It's, there's no transfer fee. So, yeah, it'd be very well paid indeed. But he would be worth it. He would be absolutely great up front. The, the other one I don't think is it would, would be available at all. Um, and we saw what he could do through the week, uh, Benzema at Real Madrid. But Lewandowski's in the position ready to move now. And I, and I think if this, if this club is really going to go places, then when, when that kind of quality becomes available, you've got to go for it. Give it all you've got to see if you can actually make it happen. John, thoughts on Bruno? Absolute quality. Um, I was expecting lots of things. I was expecting a bit because he's a Brazilian that he'd be able to pass and pass under no pressure and pass accurately. And he does all those things. I knew his defensive qualities, getting his self between man and ball, etc., etc. What surprised me because it didn't show in his records and the guy that uh, covered his club in France said to me, "Don't expect goals because he doesn't. He doesn't break. He sits, and he has been magnificent with his goals. He scored the best goal I've seen in a long time from a Newcastle player with that back heel flick at Southampton. Um, mm. The the third goal at Norwich was absolute class when he dinked poor old Tim Cooler made a mm. complete mess." If trying to play the ball out from the back, um, his everything about him cries out what a top guy he is. He can speak, he couldn't really speak English at all. He speaks it ever so well now. He's had lessons, he's done everything. He's got his dad over here to help him fit. His dad and his personal trainer were in the crowd at Norwich to see him play down there. The personal trainer works with the Newcastle United training staff in terms of programs because he wants to to keep on top of his game and, and it, this guy is very well known the trainer in brazil for working with the top brazilian players and of course this guy's a current brazilian international everything about him screams out his enthusiasm his mm -hmm. fitness levels i mean the winner the other day in the 94th minute it's in james's park when he ran about 80 yards to get on the end mm -hmm. to the cross and head in I mean, he was exhausted, and yet he made that run and and got the winning goal for Newcastle. And um, read the deflection. Yes, absolutely. It was no. He's um, he is everything we wanted. He's everything a forty million pound signing should be. Mm -hmm. And Joe Linton, when he come, looked everything a forty million pound centre forward isn't, and has suddenly become a very yeah. good forty million pound midfielder. Sure. So it's worth sure. But he's he's got to be the standard 
Oh, yes, everybody aims for now. Absolutely. And I think, when I say I think he will be, I don't necessarily think we'll be as lucky as to have everybody have everything like him. But Malcolm's absolutely right. Once you've set the bar up there, you don't drop mm -hmm. it. But he will encourage Malcolm others to come here. Because they look yes. at the way he plays, they look at the results of Newcastle in 2022, the second half of the season, uh, they look at the way Eddie Howe wants to play, and players, I mean, they've just got, if you're a foreign lad or you're going to come here and you look, you can look at just two signings that will encourage you to come here. One is Bruno and one's Trippier, who's, who has just won La Liga before he came here and played for England in a in a cup final. You look at those two and say, they've gone there. And then look at the second half of the season they've had. I'll have a slice of that. I'll come and join that. Mm -hmm. And you, you, they will encourage people. And the standard will go higher. What we've got to do is keep... Our judgment. Um, we've got to keep our judgment high because if it was high in January. I mean, judging a player whether he's good enough or not. Uh, it was high in the main in January, and we've got to keep that right. And the other thing we've got to get right is that we did get right in January is players with the right attitude. And all the signings we made in January, when you think of Byrne, when you think of Target, when you think of Trippier, when you think of Bruno, when you think of Chris Wood from Attitude, uh, you've got to have the right attitude. Not a fancy Dan, not a showboarder, a bloke that goes out there, displays skills like Bruno, like Trippier, but has also got a heart the size of a frying pan. Yeah, exactly. Great stuff. Uh, plenty of questions coming in. Uh, I will deal with them in the second half. We just need to give a big thank you, uh, as always, to the people who sponsor the show and make it happen. And that is a big thank you to Spider Miner, worldwide coverage from the lads, uh, the only cryptocurrency miner that can mine five different cryptocurrencies all at the same time whilst using virtually no energy. And it's VPN protected by yours now at www.miner.spidervpn.org. Thanks to the lads at skipsandbins.com, telephone 0800 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website www.skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pays you go waste collection. Thanks to LNG, family funeral directors, 0191389725, and the Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD hemp and cannabinoid specialists, www.thegohd.com. Thanks also to John at QTech, qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website. Thanks also to Klikai, meet the new game over screen, dropping to a Clear Run device near you, available on Apple Store, Google Play, and clearrun.game. And thanks to Media Arts for help with all our video content. Uh, if you want to subscribe, hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. We still do seven shows a week and a few more extra shows besides. Hit the thumb up to like the video. It, uh, it is free and helps us a lot. Click share, share your social media and drop into the comments to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes and on Spotify. Uh, and don't forget, Malcolm will be at the Dog and Parrot uh, this coming Saturday Slightly earlier time of 11 o'clock because it's a half past 12 kickoff, and uh, he will be there at three o'clock or there or thereabouts after the game to give a post match talk as well. It is free to get in, and uh, uh, kids are welcome. Good food, good beer, and good crack. Get yourself uh, down there 
uh, Timmy, Malcolm, and me. And uh, also, uh, don't forget, we have a very special piece up for grabs on my Twitter account in aid of the food bank, uh, which was delivered by Paul at the Dog in Paris to Malcolm uh, a few months ago. And uh, it's a custom-made Sabutio set, uh, which depicts Malcolm and his teammates on the day of his debut against Liverpool. And uh, Malcolm assigned the box and uh, posed with, uh, you know, a little photograph there of Malcolm with uh, his own little player. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we are bidding, having bids for that, and all proceeds go to the food bank. The winner... It's even got bandy legs, Steve. It's even got bandy legs. The winner will be... Has it got will... sideburns? <laughs> it has. It has. Yeah. The winner... It's not... Actually, Paul, if you're watching, you need to do one of Gibbo. Um, have you ever thought about designing a Gibbo cloth cap? Uh, You're giving them far too much to do there, uh, Steve. Maybe <laughs> you can do those pants that drop off uh, that, that, that we used to talk about on this show, the pants that got ruined that um, oh. our good friend used to talk about. Don't open that one again. <laughs> Don't open that, Tim. You'll have to stay longer than an hour on air to do that. <laughs> the winner will be announced anyway on the Three Amigos, which is tomorrow night, and uh, the return of Keith Patterson to the show. Keith, of course, everybody knows, uh, played a, a very influential part on the NUFC takeover, uh, working quite closely with uh, the former owner at the time, trying to get the deal over the line. And uh, Keith will be back for the full show tomorrow night, half past five, half past seven, along with me, Mitch, Steve Hasty, uh, and we'll have our usual contributions from Toon Tipster, Joe Walker, who is back, and Andre Aramov, who uh, will be doing the uh, the Toon Status uh, section, and all your usual favourites. Tune in live tomorrow at half past five. Don't forget as well, Mick Lowe's is back in town uh, during the summer. Uh, he will be doing a talk-in at Shiraz Bar with Andy Griffin, one of his good close friends. Uh, Mick is going to come up and do that at Shearer's Bar. Tickets are £12, and uh, you can get them from our website, nufcmatters.com. And don't forget, last few tickets available for the Shearer Ball raffle, Tim 99 uh, We've got uh, a nice signed ball by Alan Shearer, and you can enter again at the website, nufcmatters.com. Okay, uh, we have got a lot of questions and a lot of points that people wanted to make. So we'll go with Tom Dixon first, uh, one of our regulars. He said, uh, Malcolm and John... Would you take Jesse Lingard and Marcus Rashford in the summer? Both linked with moves to Newcastle, John. Um, Lingard, of course, someone who we chased in January. Rashford, uh, apparently going to be surplus to requirements with the new manager. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Uh, I'm not diving in to take some of the no rejects out of Manchester United, yeah. who, whose attitude has just been what I was talking about. Not mm -hmm. wanting, uh, you know, uh, there's players that stack their hand, and there's players with uh, hearts the size of a frying pan. And n I'm not meaning Lingard, he hasn't shown an awful lot. Um, I certainly think that the lad's got talent and he'll be bursting to uh, to do something. And he did ter terrifically when he was at West Ham on loan. Uh, Rashford's lost his way and I don't know what's happening mm. with him. I would look at who else might be available first. I wouldn't say that he wouldn't be somewhere on the shopping list, but he, like Lemondowski was top of Malcolm's, he wouldn't be top of my shopping list by a million miles. But uh, he was somebody that I might I might consider. Uh, yeah, I think there's... Uh, John, I think there's there is going to be better about... Yep. Come the end of the season, 
Um, and, and Newcastle United are in the position uh, financially and, and the situation with, with the kind of finish that we've had. You know, these results, dear me, you know, that, 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 that's a record to put in front of players and say, we are on the way up. Um, and uh, and if you want to join, yeah, if you want to be on board for for a great trip, then come and sign for us. And mm -hmm. and I think there are better about. I'm also very suspicious about any players at Man United at the moment because I think it's, uh, um, I think the club is somewhat of a poison chalice, and I, and and I just and I think that players have gone through a. Uh, um, There's a sourness, a and, yeah, sour, a sour time, and, uh, and and they wouldn't come really bursting. I, I don't think. And, and I don't, uh, I don't want Harry Maguire to be our centre half either. Well, absolutely, John. You know, you, look at the Man United side right now. Is there anybody that you'd happily take into into your club? Nah, no, I don't think so. Um, what we what we want are players who who are going to be demanding of themselves and demanding of each other um, in the way that Trippier is and Bruno is um, and and Rashford's not that not that of that ilk at the moment. Perhaps if he gets a move and and he can rebuild him, himself and his game. Maybe so in a year or two's time, but Newcastle—we're not—we're um, not a footballer's hospital for heaven's sake. Now, what we've got to be doing is is looking for absolute quality to uh, to go out and and not take five-one beatings by Tottenham Hotspur anymore. That's going to be a thing of the past, and that we are competing with the very best at their level, because that's going to be our level come next season. Yeah, I like it. Great stuff to hear, isn't it? Who would have thought we'd have been talking like this <laughs> on October the 6th last year? Yeah. Um, it, is, but it, it is the same season, Steve, isn't it's it? The same, it's the same football club. It's just yeah. You know, but, it, it, you know, the, there, are, there are always usually limitations the one limitation Newcastle don't have is the financial. Yeah. And money talks beyond anything in this Correct. game right now. And contracts mean absolutely nothing, by the way. Uh, Colin Wilson yeah. Colin Wilson says, uh, John and Malcolm, do you expect Newcastle to make a signature signing in the summer? No, not one. About six, maybe seven, <laughs> possibly eight. You're getting carried away there, big man. You're getting carried away. But why not, John? You know, you, you've, well, you've got to go the financial, and There's the, the financial restrictions, Malcolm. The, the, there's the financial restrictions yeah. that, that well, uh, are in place yeah. now that, that weren't in in the long-term past. Uh, there's always that. So we're going to have okay, to but, but like I said, John, go for Lewandowski. Break the bank on him. Um, I don't think there's going to be a fee. And therefore, you know, you, you get absolute quality in and you, and you haven't touched the financial restrictions part of it at all. Um, We're crossing the wages, yeah. 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 We're going to have to get rid of some deadwood. There's no question of about course, that. Of course, of um, course. And, and, no question and, I, and I think that, 
um, I think that the, the, the manager has got to be ruthless. Um, and uh, and it, think, it's, it's going to be a shame. But, but come on, we, we, there are a number of players uh, um, at Newcastle United that the likes of Liverpool and Manchester City wouldn't touch with a barge pole. They wouldn't have that. I'm afraid that that's where Newcastle have got to start heading, and therefore there, yeah, there's there is going to be uh, um, people falling by the wayside. But mm -hmm. but we we can't be nice and kind and say, oh well, we'll delay things for a couple of years just so we don't upset too many people. Ah, to hell with that! I don't think I you don't get it think done as you can. All of it. I don't think you can do that anyhow because you've got to bear in mind as well while there's players playing for the future at Newcastle right now, mm -hmm. Eddie Howe isn't playing for his managerial future at Newcastle because he's done terrific, but he's, he is building his reputation. He's a young manager that's been within the restrictions of a Bournemouth club that have 10,000 yeah. gates and, uh, you know, do well to stay up. Never look at the other end of the table, etc. He's a young man that's got to establish his reputation, and he'll only do that if he's as strong as an ox in his handling of various situations at Newcastle. And I think he, he will do that uh, because I think it's his nature, because self preservation comes into it, and because of the big club like Newcastle. If you don't keep moving forward and you only move forward with tough decisions. If you don't yes. keep moving forward, you end up going backwards. And yeah. then that's when it's good night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, you, you can't you can't afford to 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 fall asleep on the job for a second. No. no. And 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 when I was managing, I, you, you you come up against this situation whereby you have to give somebody bad news. What I always tried to do, and I think this is important for, for a manager and, and for other people in the club, is I would always look to, to set up another situation for a player so that I could say, look, this is my decision that's going to happen here with you. But I've got you an appointment to go and talk to a club who are very interested in you. And that, and and you, I don't think you can do more than that. Set them up with with their next opportunity, and 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 if if they do that, they go happy. Yeah. And, and and I and the and so players aren't, players aren't daft. They know that their time is limited at Newcastle now with what's going on. They've looked at Trippier. They've looked at Bruno. And they've said they are a, a, a step way beyond us, and so there's a lot of players who are who are not, who are prepared. They've got to get prepared to stick their houses on the market to 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 start getting packed up and explaining to the missus, look, we're not going to be here too long. We're going to be moving on, and and it's that's. That's what football is actually about, um, and uh, and uh, and it's not being disloyal to players. 
because it's it's working the system as a business and um and if you if you do it in the proper fashion for the players that you're letting go and you make sure that they get well looked after on the on their next move um that, that they'll they'll remember you well they will, yeah, 100%. As I say, lots of comments coming in. Uh, this one uh, was is quite short but sweet, lads. Uh, do you think Joe Linton will keep his place next season, John? Yes. That was quite short. And Malcolm? What, where is his place, John? Midfield. You, you, That's right. Yeah, you think I he's don't, a, I don't think, a midfield player? I think he did terrific on the left side of the front three, but he's not... He's not a winger, for example. He's not going to go down the yeah, byline yeah. and trip and, and See, get them across. Yeah. I think he's. A, I think we'll sign the midfielder, but the the problem is the midfielder might well be the man that starts squeezing Shelby and Willick for the third spot. I think mm -hmm. Joe Linton and Bruno uh, will stay yeah. there, but I think we will. I think we'll get a centre half. I think we'll get a midfielder. I think we'll get a centre forward, and I think we'll get a goalkeeper. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And uh, 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 with Big Joe, um, I, I do admire him for the huge improvement that he has that he has shown, um, and that that his his horrendous start and and what was it? It was eighteen months long, for heaven's sake. Oh. That horrendous start it never ground him down. That no, he, he, he came bouncing back and I've, I've got a lot of admiration for him I have to say and and I, I just looked at his face on on Saturday after he had scored and I and I thought mm, you really are enjoying your game now and it must have been torture for him in those first 18 months so well done him well done him but I I, I think that um, that the, the pace of Newcastle's improvement is going to be quite rapid. Um, and, and so I don't think any player is going to be 100% safe. Um, but as, as I think it was you, Steve, who pointed out earlier on, that the huge improvement that has been shown because players are under... They're under the threat of uh, of maybe not being at the club next season. They're, they're having to prove themselves, uh, um, and that's the threat that they're under. And I think that every player is going to live under that threat from here on. It's mm -hmm. not just this season um, uh, that it, it it will be that constant pressure. And and that pressure, make no mistake, it's there at Liverpool, Man City, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. They've all got that pressure that if they don't play at the absolute top of their game all of the time, they're on their bike. Yeah, yeah, very well, true. At, well, look at what's happened, lads. With uh, a perfect example of that is Jack Grealish, who with Aston Villa was the biggest superstar they'd had for twenty or thirty years. Yeah, a hundred million pound transfer, and in the big Man City games now this season, at the moment, he might be different next season. He doesn't start. No, he doesn't start. No. He, he, there's the there's immense instead of it cementing Grealish and his England future and everything, this moves 
left them with the pressure of if you don't improve your goals output, etc., etc., you're a he's a bench player at Man City. Yes, he was untouchable yes, he at Aston Villa. But, but John, watch him when he's actually on the field, and he's nowhere near the class of others around him. No, no. No. no, definitely not. OK, a couple of more questions. Uh, Peter Robson says, do you think we'll see Trippier, Wilson and Fraser again this season? Or do you think we'll keep them safe for the start of next? I, I don't think Fraser's going to play again this season. I think Eddie Howe more or less confirmed that uh, last week. But Hayden is certainly going to feature, I would imagine, because he is back on the training pitch. Uh, and Trippier and Wilson certainly were, were back in late training. Um, I would imagine we'll see one, if not both of them, before the end of the season. If, if if I were in their position, I would say I, I want to get a couple of games in. Um, having been off for so long, I want to prove to myself and to everybody else in the club that I am well and truly over my injury, that it's mm-hmm. it's not going to hold me back in any way whatsoever. And uh, and what I, what I what I used to do, I don't I don't think you can do it now. But but when when we were coming up to the summer, I usually uh, um, got myself organised to go and play for somebody in Australia, Sweden, or you know the people who who, who were playing during the English summer, um, because I wanted to keep my level of fitness at its absolute peak. I didn't want it to drop and then have have to work to to get it back up again. That wasn't that wasn't good for me. And, and so I, I, I wanted to play all the way through the summer. And I think that you look at the character of Trippier and he'll be wanting to play. He'll be wanting to, to get himself working so that when, when he reports for the first day of training at, at the beginning of, ne- of next season, he is 100% fit already. That, 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 and, and from there, he'll just... It's yeah, you're better as the season goes on. Of course, you're right, Malcolm. I mean, as an ex-player yourself, and it it is it's more a mental thing than a physical thing, and it's more for the benefit of the player himself. I'm thinking of Trippier and Wilson, um, as it is for anyone else, because if they can, for example, if it comes to the last game of the season, uh, Burnley either down or safe, it's the last day of the season. If one of them get on the park either from the start or early in the second half, then when it comes to August and the first game of next season, people aren't writing that he's going to play his first game in six months because there's three or four months of the summer to be added on to what he's missed this season. The mental barrier is broken. I've gone out there, I felt okay, I felt good. Yes, it's not so much from improving the current Newcastle United team because it's done fabulous and it can get through the next four games. And it's not so much for the crowd or for anybody else, it's for the player. He wants to get rid of the thought that I haven't played in, I don't know, in the case of uh, last year, in the case of Wilson. So he would want to get a game in before the end of the season. Yeah. Half a game, just because otherwise I have to play for three quarters of a year. He'll want to score a couple of goals. He'll want to, he'll want to get that goal-scoring yeah. touch back. So, I think that might be the reason we see them more than the 
the necessity of seeing them because mm. the bit is eliminated, isn't it? We would have thought at Christmas we would still be fighting a relegation battle in the last four games of the season and we would have wanted Wilson back with his goals and Trippier to do that for the sake of the team. This isn't for the sake of the team if it happens. It's for the sake of the player. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Apologies, Hayden isn't in the 25 man squad, so he couldn't play. So, yeah, I stand corrected. Uh, Alan Thompson says uh, Question, Malcolm, would you be a nervous wreck facing Liverpool and Man City in our next two games? Or would you be saying, Bring them on and welcome the challenge? Yeah, bring them on for heaven's sake. You know, they're, they're, that's, that's the quality that, that everybody now in the Newcastle dressing room and boardroom are looking to establish at Newcastle. So let's go and find out how close we are to it and how much work is still to be done. Um, and, uh, and of course, players, they want to go out and play against the best uh, and test yourself individually against the best to find out just where you are at your level and how much you've still got to go in your own improvement and what have you. Um, yes, anybody who doesn't fancy that game, get them, get them not just out the side, but out the club because you don't want them around. You don't want people who don't want to play around at all. You want to go and take on the, the Liverpools, the Man Cities, the Paris Saint-Germain's, the Bayern Munichs. Um, that's what Newcastle are aiming at. And so, let bring it on now. The funny thing is, Malcolm, that if if that these two games were last September or October, they would have been terrified of them. The yes, same absolutely. players now aren't at all. And no. They've earned the right... I don't think they fear anybody this Newcastle United side. That doesn't mean they can't get beaten. It means they've mm-hmm. earned the right and they believe in themselves yeah. and their teammates enough to make it a real game. And I th- I'm i not expecting Newcastle to, to beat both Liverpool and Manchester City in the next two games. But I tell you what, I bet those two sides will know they've been in a game because I'm not expecting it to be like the second half at Spurs. And that is the cold thing that would leave me frightened. But because the second half at Spurs in a 5-1 scoreline was absolutely horrendous. But it, it looks like a one-off in 2022. It is a one-off. They, they, we were that bad that day. And ironically, we were only bad for 45 minutes, if you remember. We led Spurs and it was 1-1 at half-time. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And, and Spurs never got into the Newcastle half in the first 15 minutes. Oh. We we did we, the halfway line. We looked fine, but we weren't mm-hmm. in the end. But yeah. no, we've earned the right to be playing these two. I don't think there'll be any fear in the Newcastle side, and I think no. there will be great determination and great organization and discipline. Uh, whether that can ever be enough, because I'll reiterate what I said at the top of the program. I think these two sides are the best club sides in the world mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Not just well, in Europe, in the world. And therefore, we are asking a huge step. Nothing's impossible. We always say that nothing's impossible. But when I watch, I watched Liverpool the other night, Malcolm, and before that and before that. And if you say, what's their weakness? My answer, my honest answer is I don't know. Because I don't sure, see sure. But um, 
but uh, did you see how Villarreal they worked and they worked in in groups of players? Absolutely, all around the ball, all around the ball, and and when Liverpool had the ball, there were just oh, so many yellow shirts, yeah, yeah. all coming in around them, and so one of and and. Good heavens above, Villarreal! It's quite spectacular what what they've accomplished because they're a, they're a town of about it, it's half the size of Burnley for heaven's sake, um, and and uh, um, Burnley I think is sixty thousand population, and I think Villarreal is thirty thousand, and yet oh. they've reached the semi final of the of the Champions League. Having not they were able to put up one one hell of a show, it was just. Um, those two minutes where Liverpool um, suddenly nicked in. And, and, I was going to say, Malcolm, I was going to say, Mal, when I can't see, you know, the weakness in them, you're absolutely right. Villarreal did all that and went bum, 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 yeah. and lost 2 0. Yes. Everton, Everton niggled, time wasted, fouled, stuck eight across the back, and and frustrated them, made Liverpool look a bit one paced uh, for a while and lost 2-0. This, whatever way the opposition play against Liverpool, when the final whistle goes, have lost. And, and yeah. uh, you know, I'm not saying that that happens automatically. It's just this is a tough, tough ask. But I'm looking forward to it because we will sure. not we will not go in with fear. Never mind the Newcastle team. We fans will not go to the game fearing what's going to happen to our team. We'll go with pride, wanting to enjoy it and say, let's get about them and let's see what happens. Sure, sure. There is one thing that I would say is that 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 the guy up front against Liverpool, he's got to be so lively, he's got to he's got to be working his socks off, um, and and I think that this this is this is the moment for Wood to shine. If he's if he's selected, of course, well. he didn't play the last game. Uh, no, he didn't. Yeah, but we'll, let's see. Though, I think, yeah. I, think Trippi, I think I think Trippier will play uh, some part. You do you? I think he'll play some oh, part on Saturday. Saturday. I think he'll be playing oh, on Saturday. Not... I don't right. think he's, I don't. I'm not sure whether. I'm not sure. Listen, Trippier is the kind of person, if he's fit, he won't start on the bench. So I, I sure. personally think the shock on Saturday will be Trippier returns. I think he'll yeah. be right back. That's be my interesting prediction. to see. That is my prediction. We'll take one more question before we get your guys' predictions. And it's completely uh, left field, this one. Nothing in what we've talked about tonight. Which Newcastle team would win in a head-to-head between Kevin Keegan's entertainers of the Newcastle team they competed in the Champions League under the cigarette or the, the one under Sir Bobby Robson. So KK's entertainers or Bobby Robson's Champions League team. Who would who would be who would be who would win? John, you saw them a lot more than me, but I did. But I I, I personally would say that Kevin Keegan's side was so I think I. you think there was higher quality in that side. Than so Bobby yeah. What Bobby Robson was, did with the players at his disposal was quite remarkable in getting into the Champions League, for heaven's sake. Okay. Um, I mean, you've got to bear in mind that KK's side, uh, although he had left halfway through the second season, finished twice, finished runners up in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, yes. I know I know that Bobby got us to third and was fourth, etc., etc. But 
that first surge, the sort of signings we made, the excitement that was mm. generated, finishing up with Alan Shearer for a world record fee, etc., etc. And I know Shearer was still here with Bobby, etc. But of course, he was getting older um, as time passed by. Um, it's lovely because nobody's right and nobody's wrong. It's a matter of opinion. But then um, I think it would just be edged by the entertainers. Mm -hmm. But it would be equivalent to uh, Liverpool and Man City in the race for the championship right now. It would be close like that. But I would yes. I would go with the entertainers just. Mm -hmm. Me yeah, too. Yeah, me too. Me, me too, 100%. There's no no doubt in my mind that they were the, the, uh, the better team. Just want to thank Ryan, Sweeney and Mick. Uh, for donating to my uh, my fund for the um, uh, the Great North Run, uh, I've stuck the link in the chat. Uh, I, I set myself a, a conservative target of five hundred pound to raise. Um, I only set it up on Monday, and I've already raised three hundred and forty-five pounds. So thank you very much, everybody, for making a donation. I am, of course, raising money for the Bradley Lowry Foundation, and as I keep saying, I'll be walking more, most of the way, um, but I will finish. So uh, thank you for having a bit of faith in us, and uh, we're raising money for a fantastic cause as well. So looking forward to that first time I'll have actually done the Great North Run. Although the suggestions of me wearing a half and half shirt like Kevin Keegan, I'm afraid, have fell on deaf ears. I will Behave never yourself. wear. I will never wear a red and white top. I'm afraid. Well said. Um, well def said. Definitely not. I, what, it, it just won't happen. Uh, okay, predictions, lads. John. Oh dear, dear, dear! I was dreading this part of the show. I really was. Um, I've got to be truthful. I think Newcastle will lose. I think Liverpool will win, but I think they lose with dignity, and I think they lose, and we'll be talking about it when we come out the ground. Hey, what a terrific game. They really had a pop of them. They were going at this stage. They were going at that stage. But as we've just said, Villarreal looked for nine-tenths of the game the other night as if they had an answer to the Liverpool conundrum. They lost 2-0. Everton previously looked as if they had a totally different answer. Let's time waste. Let's niggle. Let's be nasty. And it knocked Liverpool out the stride, no doubt. And they lost 2-0. Um, I honestly have got to say, if I'm truthful, and why not? Because it doesn't mean you're not biased in Newcastle's favour, because by Jove, I hope I'm wrong. But I think Liverpool will win. But I think it'll be narrow. I think it'll be narrow. The, the pressure that's on Liverpool, although it's not the, the greatest of pressure considering the season that they've had and what's gone on before as well, Liverpool have got to win. It's but an away they've, they've, had win, they've had a win every match for the last yeah. twenty matches, that, Malcolm. Yes, yes, I'm well aware. Um, but that, but, but with the with the run that Newcastle are having, that, that just gives Newcastle a foot because they know that Liverpool are going to be flying forward, all of them, and 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 they can, uh, um, and if it when that attack breaks down, a quick break, and who knows. Um, I still, I still think that that Liverpool, yes, they are. I, I find them more entertaining than Man City, but whether they're the better side or not, I'm, I'm still undecided. Really, it's it's so very difficult to to, to gauge between the two sides. Um, but hopefully, this game it it lifts the Newcastle players after the four consecutive victories that they've just had and that they really go for it 
um, so that they can they can judge themselves against one of the best in the world. And and so I I don't know. I've I've just got a feeling that um, that that Newcastle they've got Liverpool, then they've got Man City. Um, Liverpool need to win every game um, uh, uh, because they're they're trying to catch that point that they're behind with Man City. Um, and and I, I just think that perhaps there is a slight vulnerability somewhere. And Newcastle, they've got to really be on their toes and go and, and hunt that uh, slight weakness and uh, that vulnerability and see if they can take advantage of it. Uh, I, and I think that I, I can see a bit of an upset happening and that, that Newcastle stop Liverpool from getting all three points. And so on, on, on that, I'd love to see them win, but I think that Newcastle, they, there is every possibility they could get a draw at least. So you're going for a draw, Mal? I'm going to go for a draw, and I don't, I, I, I don't think it'll be high scoring. I'm, I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one. I'm going 2-2, two, two, chaps. So I think there'll be a few goals in it. Um, I don't think we'll have the, the, the Origi factor this time who came on and spoiled the party last time we had a close game at home against them. I think we'll go for 2-2. Two, two. I think we'll come out with it with, uh, with what pride and tax, like John said, but with a point as well. So mm-hmm. great stuff. Fantastic show. The hour flew over, as it always does. And um, I did have a suggestion, lads, for the summer. So I'll run this past year, and I know you two get your heads together for the Chronicle column. Um, over the summer... Would like to do, uh, people would like you to do a review of Malcolm's seasons as a Newcastle player, John, over a week. So his first season, his second season, and so on and so forth. Picking out highlights of the, the seasons, favourite goals, memorable moments off, on and off the pitch, John. So maybe there's a few trips down there where the, yeah, the nightclubs with you, John. <laughs> well, it was known to happen. It was known to happen well, it on was, the other yes. occasion. Just. Uh, just to be sociable, you understand. Fantastic. Well, get your thinking cap on, and um, at least that's going to pass a few weeks. Obviously, we'll be able to chat a little bit about maybe you know signing Messi and um, you know whoever else has come through the door. But it would be nice to do those lads. I have a think about it, and uh, maybe get your thinking cap on, John, over the course of the next couple of weeks before we hit the summer. My word, yeah. Mem- I'll have trip to get down- the scrapbooks out, won't I? Trip down memory lane. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Great stuff. All right, guys. As always, absolute pleasure. Malcolm, I will see you on Saturday. On at Saturday the at the Dog and Parrot. Yeah, indeed. Enjoy the game, everybody. Take, Take care. care. Have a good one. It'll be worth watching. Ooh, won't. Um...